Hello, this is Joe McGee. Welcome to our podcast. Make sure that you subscribe and please share the podcast with your friends. That is the number one way you can help us reach people with God's love and healing. We love you guys. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Hey everybody, it's Joe and Angel. Welcome to another Mailbag Monday where Angel and I take time and answer questions that you sent in to us. And if you've ever thought about maybe partnering with us to help us do this, we would appreciate that. Uh, we reach thousands of people with this every week, and we really appreciate those of our, our, our partners because we could not do this without you. So thank you. Thank you. Okay. I must admit, I still feel guilty about missing church on Sunday mornings. My job requires me to work most weeks, so our family goes on Wednesday night instead. Should I feel guilty? Is there any evidence scripturally that you should you have to go on Sunday morning? Nope. <laughs> There's the scripture: "Do not forsake the fellow uh, your the assembling of yourselves. the assembling of yourselves together." And so, uh, most all of <laughs> civilization meets on Sunday morning. Uh, churches on Sunday morning, you can drive down any street in any town. There's churches of every kind and every size, every denomination, and they meet on Sunday morning. Uh, but they meet on Wednesday night, and they, some meet on, still meet on Sunday night. So uh, there's no hard law about it. Uh, but there is a uh, strong recommendation about it. You need to fellowship. You need to hang out with somebody. So if you're going on a Wednesday night, listen, we do seminars every weekend. And so on Sunday, I'm not in my church. I'm in somebody else's church, not being ministered, but ministering. And so it's important. We go on Wednesday night. So we go every Wednesday night to our local church. Uh, have a, we have a pastor. We have a church we belong to. And uh, we tithe there. We participate there. So just as long as you're involved. Uh, but there's no hard and fast law about the Sunday morning. But if, <laughs> if you're sitting at home reading the newspaper and watching the ball game on Sunday mornings, that's not good. That's the simplest way I can answer that. When I was a single mother, I worked at a job, and my hours were Sunday. Uh, I worked for 12-hour days, for 10-hour days. And um, so I had to work Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So I couldn't go with either service. Yeah. And I did that for about four years, and it was extremely hard. It definitely affected my relationship with the Lord. And I thought it wouldn't. Because I thought, oh, I mean, I've been in the ministry since I was yeah, 20, blah, 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 blah. But <clears throat> it is very, very important that you you don't, uh, like Joe said, forsake the assembling. Well, your brain leaks out on your pillow every night, and you got to put it back in. You, that that What she just said real quick, you don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. God knew. If you don't hang out with other believers, you're going to leak out. You need other believers to strike iron with, uh, to fellowship with to correct you, to encourage you, to pray with you, to agree with you, to, to confront you maybe. You need other people in your life. Yeah. So you can't do it unless you're in a local church. It, it's true. Very, very true. Uh, Joe, I've been dealing with depression for the last few years, and I don't feel like I have the desire or energy to do anything. I thought I was managing it well, but now it's affecting my work performance. Should I ask for prayer? How do we overcome this? Well, yeah, definitely. Uh, the challenge in asking for prayer is most people don't know how to agree. They know how to gossip. Well, I don't think there's anything wrong with like asking your church to pray for you. Yes. But, uh, you know, the Bible says that there's one only one way to get, get off a spirit of heaviness, which is depression, and that's put on a garment of praise. Thank you. 
So I would put in the best praise and worship CD you got and play that thing and play that thing because it will eventually go from your head to your spirit. You need to dance around the living room, dance down the hallway, dance in the kitchen. <laughs> just got to make yourself do it. What are you doing? Well, I'm just praising God. Why? To Why? victory. Yeah, I'm looking for victory because I don't feel like it. I don't want to do it, but I'm going to do it anyhow. I'm going to do it by faith. Yep. And uh, put on the garment of praise. You got to put it on. It, it may be in your closet. You got to get it out and you got to put it. You got to make yourself do it. We've all been through this. All and, of us. And the Bible says there's three things that separate us from uh, the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things. Yes. So it's one of those three things. Yes. So uh, that's blocking the flow there. Yeah. So, you know, but if you put on a garment of praise, it'll break through it. And when you start praising God, you'll. You might just be sitting in your chair in the living room. You might be taking a nap. You start thanking God, and all of a sudden, you'll get a thought. And God will give you the answer to that. I guarantee it's like, oh, I never thought about that. Where'd that come from? God. God gives thoughts. He'll plant a thought in your mind. Woo, that'll be really good. Yeah. All right, Joe. Uh, Dropping in today to say I've been listening for a long time. My husband and I are thankful. Just had a question about quality time. My husband seems to think that just being with me is quality time, but quality time to me is not only being together, but connecting further. Not sure how to help him see that besides the 10 conversations I already had. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can get, there's a great book called The Five Love Languages that would help a little bit because everybody's got a different love language. What he thinks is love, what you think is love, obviously two different people. Because when you get married, two different people are coming together from two different families, two different IQs, two different GPAs. You're not the same. You're two people going to spend the rest of your life getting to know one another. And you're in that right now. And so this will never change. There'll be something else coming a year, a year later. It's like, well, I didn't know we didn't agree on that. And you'll have to figure out how to do that. But what you've got to do, you got to, I'll, I'll let Angel, she's probably the best at learning how to, you got to do something different because it won't change. People don't like change. Men especially hate change. And so we need to change something. So you got to figure out a way to plant something in and kind of sway this the other direction and not put demands like we need to talk. Well, that's not good. He's not no, good. I mean, do some, just do creative things like t- today, leave a note, you know, today at six o'clock, you have a date uh, for uh, dinner and a movie. Yep. And the dinner is going to be you know, hot dogs or whatever. And the movie is going to be in our living room. Yes. And, uh, you know, dude, let's, hey, Perfect. hey, let's go for a walk yes. or let's read a book together. Um, Just read one chapter of a book. Yeah. Alternate page. Well, I read a page, you read a page. And then talk about it. Yeah. And it, it, it will, it will start to get you out of the pattern of the mundane pattern of everyday and life. Both of you will say the same thing. I didn't know you thought that. I didn't know you thought that. Well, we've never been here before. So the more you start communicating, the more it'll open up and the better it'll get. Yep. It really will. <clears throat> so get creative. Yes. God has given us cre- uh, creative ideas, creative thoughts. He is a creative God. And if you can't come up with one, pray and ask him and he'll give you one. Yeah, listen, God knew when, when he made Adam, he looked down and said, you need help. And he made a woman. Well, he, he knew the minute he made woman, these are two different people, two different IQs, two different sexes, opposites attract. People still don't understand the message. They come to this stuff all the time. We're so in love. No, you're not. You're blind as a bat and dumb as dirt. You don't know what love is. Love's 
the coming together of two opposite people, completely different, spending a lifetime becoming one. And that's an adventure. You get to learn something new about each other every day because every married couple we've ever talked to, I didn't know that. I didn't, well, that's because you're still learning about one another. So you don't settle in. That's a that's a bad thing to do. Don't settle in. So get creative. Have yourself a date. You know, <laughs> warm you up an old pizza. <laughs> walk Woo. around the block. You yeah, that's a great. Right. Hold hands. Walk around the block, or just walk to the mailbox. Hey, honey, can we hold hands? Walk to the mailbox. Won't take three minutes. It'll change your life, and you'll giggle about it. And I hope the neighbors don't see me. They wonder what we're doing. But we're holding hands. Walk to the mailbox. I've lost my place. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, I really okay. There they are. But uh, <laughs> sorry, Mike. I'm, you're gonna have to edit this. I'm sorry. It's my. <sighs> it's a high tech world. Okay. Round two. Uh-huh. That's four. That's three. Round two. That's two. Okay. There. We just finished it. Oh, good. <laughs> we're, we're ahead of ourselves. <laughs> Opposites attract people. You need to understand that. You're not the same. You think you are, but you're not. I've had so many stories uh, doing our seminars through the years of couples you would meet that once the last kid leaves home, that's where the highest divorce rate is. When's the highest divorce rate? When the last kid leaves home. Why? Because they didn't have anything in common. They just busy working, paying bills, making money back and floor, wash the car, you know, and getting the kids raised. When the last one got raised, they realized, I don't know you. I don't know you. I learned how to date again. Yeah, I learned how to fall in love again. I had a guy one time at one of our seminars said, you know, um, I, fall in love, I fall in love with my wife about five or six times a year. So what? Yeah, I fall in love all over again. I have to redate my wife. They've been married like 30 years. I said, you're kidding. He said, no, because you get busy and you get mundane and routines. You have to do something different. Like Angel said, just fix a grilled cheese sandwich, sit down and watch an old movie on TV. That's unique. We still do that. Angel still shook up through the other night and say, you want a grilled cheese sandwich? I know exactly what that means. Let's fellowship. Let's have a grilled cheese. Let's watch an old movie. And it was incredible. And it bonds you together. It's like we are in love, but we're busy doing a lot of stuff. So you have to make those times where you like, we're going to connect. How are you going to do that? Grilled cheese. God bless America, grilled cheese. <laughs> I think there's a book title in that. I'm sure. Thanks so much for joining us again. We love you guys very much. Have a great week. Bless you guys. Be sure to join us Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to hear more of what God can do in your life. It's got a great future for you and your family, and we're here to help you get there. Please make sure you visit Joe McGee Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. There you find all of our Friday funny videos and other encouraging resources for you and your family. While you're at it, be sure to visit JoeMcGee.com. We have all sorts of materials, books, DVDs, you name it all there to help you, your marriage, and your family succeed.